everybody, and welcome to the Flow. Flow Riders in the building. Today is going to be an exciting show because I bought a dear friend of mine along. Now, I have always been ride or die with Miss Cat Mulvihill from the first moment that we graced her face in one of our streams. I was like, I knew this person is dope. I had the benefit of hanging out with Cat, Diana, Kirk, <laughs> and we had our little team together. While we were at, oh yeah, Jill, God, Jill's going to kill me. <laughs> Had our little team together while we were rocking out in social media marketing world. And I can tell you folks, in real life, Cat is just as dope and just as amazing and even more nerdy than you know. Let me let you know this, okay? So without further ado, uh, wait, if you say French Canadian words, does that make it sound like you're trying too hard? No, anyway, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Cat Mom Hell. Yeah! Hello. I love the reminiscing of social media marketing world because that was so much fun. Some in <laughs> real life IRL action. It was so great. I think that my two best parts was the sleepy little Thai restaurant we went to. That's just amazing where we had a great time just catching up and then Kurt rolled it in last minute. Hey guys, um, I'm hungry too. Wait, can't, wait, what? <laughs> and then Kurt's scooter. The screaming scooter. Screaming the whole ah, Kurt, what the heck kind of scoot ah, you got? <laughs> that was that was so good. And of course, you know our karaoke night, which was amazing, boss. How you been, Cat? Good. It's summer. It's beautiful, and I'm just happy to be here. It's been a while since I actually. It was March. Was my last live stream when I was in California, just before social media marketing world with Tom Bach, which was a blast. But then I haven't really gone live, so I'm really excited to be here in this live format. It's been so long. Andy said you traded one Canadian for another. <laughs> I'm going to tell Katie you said that, Andy. <laughs> Katie is actually American now. She passed her test. She's, but she's still, she's still. Man, hardcore, 100%. <laughs> you can't change the stripes on that one. Katie is 100% Canadian. She's still too nice. She's still too nice to Luis and Paul. She hasn't learned how to pick on them like me. <laughs> anyway, today, gang, you know what? I deferred to Kat because personally, I have been on a mission to kind of really buckle down in the summer and wrap my head around the second brain notion. Funny. That's hilarious what I just said. I didn't mean it like that. But I am using notion because it is the most approachable. Honestly, you could do the second brain stuff in Apple Notes, if you wish, which I thought I was going to do. But I said, you know what? Let me try to do the Notion way. And the app is further along than it was when I first started, but it's oh, still yeah. just as easy. And it is a fantastic place to get things out of your brain. I am starting to come with the thing that probably helped me all the way through college and high school is actually screwing me now. And what do I mean by that? I have what is known as eidetic memory, right? If I see it, it's in there. It's good to go until you get to a certain vintage and it just doesn't work. And I'm thinking like, oh, I'll still be good at it because I was already stronger than most. But because I no longer can remember things that I used to be able to remember no matter what, it actually starts to mess with me on my personal psyche because I yeah. was good for anything. Anything you threw in, I could pull it out in a second. I had a master recall. I found out from talking to doctor, it's normal. You're not going crazy. This is going to happen to you no matter what. And then I'm like, well, how do I get rid of the frustration of, I know exactly what I'm talking about and I can't pull the words out. I can't pull the, 
You don't have to, dude. We live in a world where you don't need that anymore. You can search for anything. It's right at your fingertips. So I was like, okay, well, how do I organize this stuff? And with the other one, of course, is Kat will say, hey, do you remember the name of the restaurant that we went to in San Diego? And I don't know where to look. I know I have it. I know I have it written down. I know that if I look at my Google Tracer steps, it's in there, right? I've written review for the place. I actually do. Oh, know the I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Is Google tracing me? <laughs> it probably, prob- yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> but I know exactly where it is. I can do all of the stuff. I can give you the damn near the address, but sooner or later, that's not going to work. And I'm going yeah. to San Diego next week. So trust me, I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, well, how do you deal with this? And so as I started to look, guess whose face kept popping up on my damn screen? It was Kat. I'm like, let me just call Kat then. <laughs> so here we go. Hi, Kat. Hi. <laughs> And I told you I'd be back. I know sometimes when I would join a stream and you would say something about Notion and maybe questioning, and I said, just have me back. (laughs) Let's talk about Notion. And uh, here we are, ready ready to talk about Notion. So how would you describe it? Like, I think of it as a thing that, how do you describe it? It's almost like Bruce Lee. Like, it's a thing that doesn't have a form that can be any form you wanted to have a form, but it's still free-flowing. That's the way I think of it. (laughs) which is totally clear to everyone who's never heard of Notion, right? So this has actually come up in the ambassador communities. I'm a Notion ambassador. And one of the fellow ambassadors recently said, how do you describe it? I'm really struggling to concisely describe it. And the answers that I saw from the ambassadors, I realized they were too much because the Notion nerds, they think about everything that it can do. I see in the chat, someone's a Swiss army knife. I think you need to simplify it for new people. And the way I like to describe it is it is an amazing tool for collecting, organizing, planning, information, any kind of collection in your life, you can organize it in Notion. And so an example would be, do you want to track your podcast or your content? There's a collection of shows, maybe you have a collection of gear, maybe you've got a library of things that you want to be able to reference. I think of those as collections and that helps me to explain it to people a little bit better. Also, how do things hang together? Like what should be in say a database or not? And I think if you start to think of it as a place that you can collect and organize and also use to plan. Now the added bonus is you can actually do the work in there. And Notion refers to itself as an all-in-one workspace. I do almost all of my work in Notion because I am planning content projects Uh, what tasks I have to do for the projects. And this is where I store information. This is where I store ideas. And it's where I write my scripts. Uh, That's funny. I don't do scripts. I do outlines. But all of that stuff happens directly in Notion. It is really an all-in-one place. But I think we need to simplify it. Because a lot of the ambassadors were saying, oh, it's this place for systems and workflows and automations and integrations and all this stuff. And I said, yeah, if you're new to Notion, that means nothing to you. And yes, you can do systems and yes, you can do automations and all of these things. But at its core, it is a blank slate, which is a little bit of a blessing and a curse because I think its flexibility is what's so attractive for many people. But the fact that you start it and it's a blank slate and you're not sure where to start, that can be frustrating. So I really like to break it down and start to get people thinking about collections of information that have things in common that you might sort, group, filter, etc. 
So today, yeah. I think for podcasting, which full disclosure, I don't have a podcast, but I feel like creating YouTube content is similar. So I want to show a couple of different examples of how you might use it. And so any other questions? Or is there anything that wasn't clear or that you want to expand on before we get in? I do in? want to say one thing. So for instance, if you look at your YouTube playlist that you did when you did your whole entire Notion series, even if the series is only 10 deep, if you go to YouTube right now, take that playlist and click on the little checkbox that says convert it to a podcast. You, my friend, now have a podcast. That's how simple it is. So yeah. even some of the stuff that you were talking about in your latest video about, I wish I understood this advice earlier. That That's perfect podcast. See, you have a unique perspective on doing the things and not getting burned out and handling it the way you want to. You refuse to let it handle you, right? That's, that's oversimplifying the cat verbiage, but cat refuses to let all the things basically, you know, do her like the laser with the real cat. <laughs> oh, I, I still have squirrel brain, but from a business <laughs> standpoint, I do. I have resistance against a lot of the, you are supposed to do X. Yeah. I ain't doing nothing. So I think that alone, even in short five minute bursts, like cause the other one, it was like five, five So again, I have weird, num weird memory. I bet you if you check that video, it's five forty two. Anyway, <laughs> Just coming out and doing that once a week for five minutes, that would be your whole podcast. And you don't have to talk about anything. It could be a Seinfeld. Just say what you're saying. Because now the video podcast is what it is. It's easy. And you already do that anyway. So, Well, I do. I have a little idea simmering. I think I've said it publicly once before. I'll say, I'll say it here today. Obviously, my main content, my YouTube channel is for helping running live workshops, webinars, courses towards entrepreneurs, creators, etc. And I love that stuff. And I continue, I will continue to teach it. As you can tell from today, I love thinking about how to organize your thoughts, how to be productive. I like to think of it as seamless. I want to fill the gaps so that things don't get lost. So how can you trust your system that you use to be productive, to get the important work done, or just to live the life you want? How do you make sure you can trust it so that things aren't falling through the cracks? Because I think that happens so often and people feel like, they're trying to juggle all of these things and the, maybe in their brain, maybe on a sticky note, maybe on a whiteboard. And how do you create something that's simple enough, but it captures everything? And so I have some ideas simmering of, I want to share some concepts around how do we think about staying organized? How do we think about a system we could trust, whether that's with Notion or something else? So that it's like a little seed that is in the soil right now <laughs> hasn't sprouted yet or maybe it's sprouting but no one can see it <laughs> i like it and folks i just want to give you all permission if you are juggling something and you drop one of the balls just give yourself permission to laugh it off and just start again because i think that's what people they're fine until something breaks and then when it breaks they get all hammered they don't know what to do it's the old bugs life thing and i keep referring to this but one of my favorite scenes in bugs life is there's uh, something in the line there's hold on don't panic don't panic please go around the leaf <laughs> and that's it's, it's funny we say that in my family when something goes crooked in the middle of our plan like we're planning to go to do this today but the traffic is messed up we got to pick a different route it just becomes a known call like my niece emma or baba would just be like go around the leaf <laughs> it's super funny because she's like 70 it's really nice to have a reference. 
everyone gets. And hey, we're acting like confused insects right now. Yeah. Right. My military training tells me to slow down and figure out a new plan. Their upbringing, mostly because of Baba, but she's a very like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm a God person. And they've learned that from her, which is cool. I mean, they can't help it. And all of them, the whole three generations deep, they all have that same panic, which nobody realizes is an exact copy of her until I point it out. And then once I taught her how to do go around the leaf, then it trickles down. And now it's a funny thing. We all stop, recollect, and then go figure out the next thing. Next thing you know, we end up at the movies with popcorn watching Marvel or something and nobody cares. The picnic got ringed out, you know, not a big deal. So let's go, Kat. Let's dive in. I'm super excited. All right. So I've put together the three things. I mean, there are so many things you can do. And I find that Notion, people who love Notion tend to overwhelm other people. So I just want to break it down into three concepts for podcasters. And the first would be personally, if you are a podcast host, capturing, organizing, and planning. And so I've got two examples. One is content. If you're running a podcast, you want to keep it organized. And then also we'll do another example with gear. But if we take a look at content and full disclosure, I've stolen this from Ecamm. I use this scraper, scrape this into Notion. And so this, these are all real things, but I gave them different statuses for this example. And we can see this is one view. So we've got a database. This all has content in here. We'll just say they're all podcasts. And we can have different properties. What type of content is it? it? These all seem to be live streams. This is called ideas. So all I'm seeing here, it's got a filter and says, show me anything that's an idea, a recommendation. So maybe someone said, hey, you should do podcast on X. Or it's the next in line. So you haven't started working on it yet. These are This is where you can capture ideas. So I could just come in here and I can just add a new idea and I've got them all in one place. And that's this idea of where are my ideas? They're in the database. They're with all of the different shows, but I can easily just look at my ideas. The other thing is you can see different views in Notion, which is really nice. And with Ecamm, there are lots of different shows. So ask Ecamm, ask the experts behind the stream, building blocks. We have a whole bunch. There's so many different shows. Let's say we're trying to come up with an idea for a show. So if I say, all right, what's going to be a behind the stream? I can just click create a new page and say, oh, I've got this great idea for behind the, the scene. And it's you know using a live producer. And then you can just capture this. And it is a way that you can quickly add things, but you're adding them by category. And I find when it comes to content creation, when you are trying to ideate and come up with new things, seeing it in groups can be really helpful for trying to generate new ideas. But there's so many ways that you can do this. And you could even parse it down and say, just show me a list of behind the stream only ideas. And then I can just focus in on there because sometimes seeing too much information can actually be a distraction as well. That's two examples of how you can have a section of just ideation. The other one I wanted to show you is when you're actually managing your content. This is an example of using a status category where earlier in ideas, we saw the status of, let's actually, let's take a look at the status. So if I open this and we look at status, this is just a demo, but idea, recommendations, recommended content, next up, meaning it's, we're going to work on it. Then you can make these whatever you want, but an idea would be prep. So maybe you're outlining it, maybe you're researching for it, ready to record. Once you've recorded, you can move it to ready for edit. It could be in editing for a bit. Then you could have ready to upload, scheduled, and finally published. And so if we take a look here, we can see we've got a couple that are next up. 
One's a live stream, one's recorded, one's in preparation phase, one's ready to record, one's ready to edit. These two are being edited right now, and we've got four that are ready for upload. So you can move these across. So once it's ready, the prep is done, I can move this over. So that's a really nice way that you can simply move your content along a step using the status function. And so that's another example of how you've got your information, you've captured your ideas. Now we're actually getting into more of that organization, and now we're planning and working it through. The other thing is that you can see, okay, what's all the content that's published? This is a board view again, so it's a little more visual and it's grouped by the type of show. And I have a little filter on here that says, just show me everything that's been published. So really simple filter. We could do this by when or what date. And you can also decide what you wanna see on this view. So without opening the page, I can actually click on this link and I can have it take me to the video. Now this view, if I click on it, it's gonna actually open YouTube. And maybe I want something different. For example, perhaps I want to see all of the links. I have this in my own space where I have a view just called links. And that's so that if someone says, hey, can you send me that video on how to use Notion to track your gear? I can just go to my links view and the link is right there. So I'm going to see an example of, we're gonna duplicate published because we know it's got the filter already just showing all the published content. And I'm going to change the layout just to a simple table. And I'm going to adjust the properties. I wanna hide all of them, except I'd like the URL and maybe you want the show series and type. So I've just edited this table and I've got the URL really handy. And you can use this search here. So if someone said, okay, I want to, what's the podcast one? I can just start to type podcast and it narrows it down and it shows me the episodes. Then I can come here and the awkward part is it says you can edit and if you click on the link, but I could click edit and I just grab this, copy the link and send it to someone. So that would be another idea. And I would rename this and just say rinks. <laughs> you yes. get to design the views based on this collection of all your content. And so you can start to just see your content, organize your content, whether you want to group it, filter it, sort it. And that's the main thing that I really love of working with your content. And it, it's all about context. So when I'm planning my shows versus when I'm coming up with ideas, maybe I am looking, show me everything that's scheduled right now, but hasn't been published. So you really get to customize that. Any questions around content before I show you the gear one? That, that is super good. Like just, it's amazing. I think the thing that's very important and is what I'm still wrapping my head around is you can customize the views so much. You can come up with so many different looks. Yeah. For me, I think I started on Kanban just because when I learned how to do it, I learned it in Japan with post-it notes. So I, I do things like that. When I used to build websites, I used to basically build the flow with post-it notes on the board. So yeah. they have tiles, they have, standard spreadsheets for people who grew up putting all of this mess in a spreadsheet, right? Or mm -hmm. your standard table, if you will. You can do it just as a long list. And yeah, it's kind of cool. And once you've created one thing, it's really easy to duplicate and then edit. So that example of just taking the published, I just duplicate that view, but change the layout. I already have my filters. I don't have to waste a lot of time because I've taken some time up front already. So Joel had a good question. Joel wanted to know, what do you do when you realize your idea list is just long and gets scary? I think that's what we just said, make a different view, right? 
So yeah, start hiding stuff <laughs> and you could add another status. So I actually have a status. I don't think it's in my content, but I know I have it in my projects. I added a someday maybe, which is a David Allen term from getting things done. If it's genuinely an idea and I want to capture it, but it's really not up for consideration, I give it a someday maybe. So if you are generating ideas and your ideas list is just way too long, I would separate out, just be realistic and start moving some of that stuff to another category. Keep it in your database, unless it's really distracting. You could actually just move it. You could keep it on another page and easily bring it back into the database. That's a really nice thing about Notion is let's say I've got this content and I said, you know what? I am not gonna touch this. <laughs> I can literally drag it out of here and I'm going to add a little toggle and say, and by the way, for anyone that was too quick, I did one of these guys, little arrow, enter, gives you a toggle. And I would say ideas and I just put this here. Now it's not in the database anymore, but when I'm ready to return it, I can just say, okay, now I'm ready and I bring it back. And now it's back in here. It still has the link and everything, but I can just remove these. Or if I say, you know what, these, oops, these are too much. I don't want them in here. I'm just going to bring them into my ideas. Just keep them somewhere separate if you don't want to see them. So you have a few different options of what you can actually do, whether that's giving it another category or status, or if you want to move it into another area, but you've kept it. That's that idea when you mentioned second brain, it's that you're not holding on to it in your head. You've got a place you can trust. So you also need to think about how you like to organize and where you're going to find it and where you're going to look for it. Right. And there's some science behind. If you have that on the list, but you're not going to do it, every time you look at it, realizing you haven't completed it, you're adding to your own anxiety. So be honest and move it to, hey, let me think about this much, much later. Let's table it in, a, say, the real conference, so to speak, right? We were doing a conference and you had that come up, Joel, who say, let's table that. <laughs> you just move it to there. So now it's not in your face. It's not on your head. You can pay attention to the rest of that. I think this is very important because one other thing that I like to explain to everyone real quick, for me, one of the things that was one of my locks around Notion is the fact that, as you all know, anybody who's watched me stream for more than five seconds know I can't type for crap. So getting them out of my head rapidly by typing is hard. However, check this out. We live in the modern dope world, right? I write my stuff really, really nicely on a uh, three by five index card or in my rocket book. And with your phone, you can take a picture. I send that picture to my Mac and just highlight it, copy, paste, boom, it's in Notion. Uh, actually, you raise a really great point because a common criticism of Notion is it's too slow. And there are certain situations where it can feel a little bit clunky. It is probably not the quickest capture tool. I will fully admit that. I would say, however, that people don't realize how easy it is to just go from typing into the database. So let's say that I've got this ideas list here. I'm going to just add another block and let's give it some space. I want to come up with some ideas and because I don't want to think of any right now, I'm just going to say idea one, idea two, idea three. So you just write down text and I'm literally text, enter, text, enter. If you have a linked database, meaning it's on a view of the database. So I'm seeing a view of this content database on this page. It's not its home database page. I can grab these three ideas. And as soon as I see that vertical blue line and drop it. All of those ideas are in here. Now they're hidden because I've got a sort on here. But if we search now for idea, 
all of those are in my database. And there are other tricks for if you have a filter on. So if I had the filter for a certain type of show and I want to just drag those ideas for a show, I can just do all of those, drag them in together. It will adopt any of the filters that are on there. So if I had this as maybe it was behind the stream and that was a filter, as soon as I drag those ideas, it will also take on that behind the stream. So there are ways to make it faster for capturing information into your Notion space. If someone says, oh, I don't want to have to click new idea for that feels clunky to some people. So I would say being able to just quickly type text, drag it into the database is another really great way to just quickly add recently this. discovered the move to and or turn into. So yes, it does make capturing so much easier. And so yeah, now I am finding that capturing with Otter or capturing yeah. with just, you know, a three by five and I write decently so I can see it. It's not perfect, but so far the handwriting thing figures out what I'm trying to say. That makes it easier, people. So I definitely want to say getting stuff in is a lot quicker than you would assume. All right. So let's look at the next thing because I like this one. This one I started messing with yesterday. <laughs> it was super fun. Yeah. So this would be an example. Let's say you are a podcaster and you talk about something regularly with your audience. This is something I put together for my YouTube channel and I have Cat Studio gear and I've got it grouped by type. So I've got my software, obviously, Ecamm Live. And what's the hardware that's in my setup, the cameras that I have, the accessories that I have, all of that is in this. This is a board view. It could be in a table view. You could change it up. But I share this with people and they can actually click and open it and say, oh, hey, there's information. I, they can click. I've got links on it because this is a public page. If you're using this internally, then you could absolutely add extra details that maybe you don't want the public to see. Now, that's one thing I know, Doc, you had asked, can you just yeah. share part of a database with the public? That is a limitation at this time. Everyone who loves Notion is hoping it will change. But this is where there is that limitation, but it's really easy to duplicate something. So if I've already got a list and I want to say, let's create all my published content, you could easily duplicate that into a separate table and make that table public and just strip away the properties you don't want people to see. So there are different workarounds that you can have, but right now there is a limitation on if you are sharing this publicly, you don't want to put private information in it because if someone clicks on the page, if you had a category here and you didn't want people to see that, maybe how much you paid or something like that, then that would be visible to the public. So if you're tracking your show and you've got an email address of a guest in there, you do not want to be sharing that page publicly. I would just definitely make a copy and call it serials and warranty because that's the only time I really want to find those serial numbers is if I have to warranty something, which is rare, but it'd just be nice to have it because right now <laughs> some things is really small, but it's easy to get when you first buy it because when you go to register, yeah. the thing that you scan, it actually puts it on the webpage so I can grab it then, stick it in my database. But you know, on an old MacBook, the tiny little writing on the back of the MacBook trying to see the serial number was a pain in the butt. I love that idea. I have a reference database that I keep like affiliate links that I need for things. But yeah, I think keeping track of warranty examples. So anything that you want to keep track, it's a collection. So group it together and keep it in your space. <laughs> and what's cool that once you duplicate that and add all your numbers, if you do homeowners insurance or something like that, you know, when you do your annual thing, you just send them the list because that way 
God forbid something happens to your equipment. We know it happened to our buddy Hank, right? You have the list. And because you're doing it in Notion, it's on your computer, it's on the cloud, it's on your phone, your iPad, your car, like you can sync it anywhere. So as long as you have internet. Yeah, yeah. You can no no offline yet. Uh now the the other thing I wanted to show you, and I don't have an actual podcast demo, but I'm hoping you can see the example, is that if you are someone who has guests on your podcast, you can collect information from a form directly into Notion. So if you are asking them to complete a form, maybe to share some of their links, upload a picture, whatever that is, I highly recommend Tally. So the example I want to use is that right now I created a Tally form for a giveaway I'm doing for some Elgato Stream Deck lifetime pro plans. And I wanted a really simple way to create a form so people could enter. But then also I want to be able to, when I do the lottery, I can just draw the information. And so I have this form and it's really simple. I'm just asking the different fields. So what's your name and your email? A couple of the little questions. But then I have it connected. There's a direct integration between Tally, which you can use for free. There's an amazing free plan. And I'm not showing the email addresses, but you can see a few first names is you can see the date that they entered. So I can see live how many people are actually doing this. So you could have your guests and your guests will actually show up all of the guest information that you're collecting. You can have it directly go into Notion. If you use relations, then you could actually have the guest and, and for anyone who's not familiar with Notion, you can relate to databases. So I can relate my podcast database with my guests and I can actually have connection. So that is something that you could do where you look at the show and you can see the link and you can see the information. So that's one of the other things I think you can do that's very helpful. And so it's tally.so for anyone who wants to check out Tally. See if my name came up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you just did you just enter? Yeah. Yeah, there you are. Dude, you got to see live action. Q, yeah. Q, Q. <laughs> and then the, the other thing that I think is helpful if you are a podcast host is you probably want to share information in pages. So an example would be if you are inviting a guest, you probably want to give them instructions or onboarding of, hey, this please have headphones so that we don't get echo. Or can you join from this browser? Do you need to know something? This is the show flow. We usually you know, come on for a tech check at this time. All of that can be put together. An example I'll use, this is not guest info, but when someone invites me to be a guest, I send them this page. So this page is published to the web. So I can just copy this link and I can send this to anybody who's inviting me onto their show. <laughs> I'm kind of doing the work for them. I've got my title, my bio, some links, some headshots that need to be updated. But this is a public page that I created. You can do the same thing and have all of your guest details, information, onboarding, Thank you so much for joining, being a guest on my show. I'm so grateful. You can have a little message and then you can have extra details. Maybe that's where you can embed the form and then the form details go in. So that's another great example of how you can leverage this technology and sharing pages. This is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> some guests we have, you know, more than once or whatever, right? You already have it, right? What I crack up on is there are certain people who have been on their podcast like six times in a year. And every time their assistant asked me for a headshot in the bio, I'm like, it's the same one for the last yeah. 10 times I've been on the damn show. So you can't even keep those pages yeah. for your guests. And you, you already have it. It's like in the doctor's record, right? Do you have anything for your podcast record you want me to add? 
Well, that's the other thing. Your guest database could have a status. And the status property could be, do we have the headshot? Do we have a bio? Have I reached out? So you can keep track because your guests, that's again, a collection of information you want to keep together. And you can link your guests to your other stuff. But that's a, a really simple way that you can leverage having it all in one place and kind of doing the work. And so an example would be if you have a show, you can write the outline of the show. Your show notes can all be on the page of in the database. So you don't have to do it in a Google Doc. You can just do it in the Notion page. And then you can also have a link to your guests so that you can quickly pull up your guest information, make sure all their links are okay. You could even share, maybe just say, hey, this is what we have on your guest information. Is this correct? So there are all sorts of things that you can do. Another example too for public facing pages. Now this is not technically public. This is my own. But when I appear on something, I have an appearances database. And so here's an example today. I'm on the, the flow. And we've got the date and we also have who's hosting it. So here's actually, I don't know if Joe's still with us. I saw him in the chat. It was on Joe's podcast. We've got the date that we recorded it, the date that it was released. I don't have the link. Bad me. But this is an example of keeping this information. And actually, if we look at the page, this is where I created this notion for podcasting page. It lives here because this is related to today's appearance. And so you could also have something like that, whether that is internal for your own purpose or whether that is something that you want to share publicly so people can see maybe other places you've been or you could show your show details as well. I'm making fun of Joe in the chat. <laughs> and Joe is here. Yay, Joe. And please don't hate me for not having the link handy. <laughs> uh, was, I just said that because you said, is Joe still with us? I'm oh. like, I hope Joe's still with us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just still here. I love I love the idea of keeping track of those because it one like a lot of people forget about the stuff that they do and there is an opportunity for you to do micro clips or share it. Now of course you have to talk to the people who show you on. Most people would be happy that you're doing it because you're helping them to promote as well. But you know you can be like, hey, I want to make a clip about this thing that we talked about. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, knock yourself out. Yeah. So. You know, I think it's really, really awesome. And again, like I said, I've been using Podchaser for that, but this is actually better because if Podchaser blows up tomorrow, then I lost all of my, you know, 500 entries. <laughs> so, well, there, there is still always, there's always a risk. Notion is also a software company. And true. I mean, you can do exports. I, full disclosure, I don't love the exporting process. <laughs> Notion. It's not great, but it is possible. Also, most of what I kind of say to myself is if it's really, really important that I have access to it, I will make sure that somewhere else a duplicate sort of that extra insurance. But at the end of the day, if my workspace disappeared, it would be devastating because the work I have is gone, but I would still survive. I use a password manager. I don't use Notion for that. I have a contacts list. I don't use Notion for that. So, you know, have a little bit of an insurance plan for the information, but it's always a risk if you use someone else's software for, well, anything. It's, it is. it's how it goes. Yeah. And now, Battlefront says that every time you talk about Notion, his head spins. It's so much there. Yeah, here's the thing that's cool about Notion. There is so much there, but then there's nothing there. So I just said that, you know, like in the weird um, metaphysics. There is sense. no spoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they smell good? <laughs> Those cookies. <laughs> anyway, you can just start out with something hella simple. Right. Mm -hmm. It could be tracking, you know, all the songs that you know how to play on the guitar, but you haven't got on the piano yet or vice versa. You start with something really simple 
So you yeah. start to see what the bones and the possibilities are. I think, and I this is just me personally, I'm a little biased, cats, my friend. I think downloading her gear checklist, because everybody in the chat right now could use that, go in there and start poking, see your things, and then you're going to be like me and go, hey, I kind of want to put my serial numbers in there. And you can. You can just add it. If you're not going to share it with anybody, you don't even have to make a, a, a duplicate. All right, Doc, a copy or a duplicate. You can yeah. just go ahead and add your serial numbers. Or you might want to pick up what store you brought it from. She had her affiliate links in there, which I know Paul and I finally made a list because I would be driving Paul crazy. Be like, hey, Paul, what's the affiliate link to this Instant360 camera? And he's like, I don't know, dummy, you made it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so now we actually have a list of all of the links that Paul has to try to remember. But yeah, start with something simple, bro. Start with something that, that makes sense to you, right? Yeah. Like uh, songs that Stevie Wonder did in the key of E minor. That's a very specific collection, but yes. Well, I mean, I have a lot of personal collections in here. So I have, I have a library of books, podcasts, courses that I'm in. So there's a broad swath of things. But I do have a separate entertainment database where I put down the movies or the shows that I watch and I give them a rating. If there's comments that I want to make about them, I can say what day I watched it on. So there are certain things that you can do. And I would just emphasize, keep it as simple as possible, but no simpler. And an example of that is, let's say someone's just got this page right here and they make a title and just say books and they just start listing books they want to read. And let's say free to focus. And they just start listing. I've seen people do this. I'm going to do at least one more. Let's say profit first. Uh, how to build a second brain. <laughs> yeah. Build, building a second brain or build a second brain. I'm in that bad boy. Uh, the one thing. Let, okay. The one thing. So we're going to stop. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm actually, I'm pretty impressed that I haven't totally butchered the typing. Here's the thing. This is simple, but it's actually not helpful because these books should probably be in a database. And the reason I say that is because they have common properties. All of these books have an author. All of these books probably have a status of, is it a book you want to read, to read, or is it something you've already read? Is this something that you want to maybe make a comment on or take some notes? I think these should be in a database. And that's where I think people can oversimplify in a way that it actually slows them down. And there's where I say that as simple as possible, but no simpler. If you ever want to sort filter or group anything that has common properties, you want to put it in a database. And so don't be afraid of the database. <laughs> it's just a collection that allows you to sort and to filter and to group your information. So that's, that's kind of my, if you're new and you're overwhelmed, as Doc said, maybe play around with something like the tech list or just create a database called books and just start playing around or entertainment and add a few properties do a few groupings or sortings and just see what you think, but don't go so simple that it's actually not useful. So let's grab this four and turn it into a table. Yeah, we could do that. Well, I would actually just create a table. So I would say database. So what I did here, if anyone's really new, the, the slash command is going to be your best friend. And when you click slash, you'll see the menu of all the things you can do. These are all different blocks that can live on the page. So you can see on the page already, I've got some toggles, I've got a heading. And if I start to type the word database, I have the option to add an inline database, a full page table view. I'm just going to say inline, which means I'm creating a database right here on this page. And I can call this 
books demo, just so I don't confuse myself. And then I can take these and I'm going to just drag them in until I see that line. And here they all are. And then I can just, there are a few blank pages. I'm going to delete those. And then I can say, you know what? I want to have an author. And here I can say that this is Michael Hyatt. So I've now added him. So if there's another book by Michael Hyatt, having it as a, as a select is helpful. Uh, we've got, this is Tiago Forte. And I Gary don't remember Keller. who did the, What's that? Gary Keller. There you there go. There go. And then this is my, this one's a test. <laughs> the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> I'm sure that is wrong. Hey, don't worry. We can fix <laughs> that it. Wrong. But you can, you can have these different, these different, and if you add another one by the author, this is more helpful because then if we add a status, so I'm adding a new property and I can start to type the word status and say, okay, I want a status property. It's going to default to not started in progress done. So maybe instead of not started, I can turn this into to read. Or maybe I have another one up here called recommended because a lot of people recommend books and I can keep track of that. And then I can have in progress and I can have done. I actually have one for my, I have one now I've started called abandoned. <laughs> that is so good. I didn't think about that. Because sometimes I just don't, I want to keep track of it, but it's not done because I let it go. <laughs> yeah. And this would be an example of that. And maybe I also want to have a thing that's just a text field and says source or recommended by who actually said this. So if I said, you know, Doc can't stop talking about this book, the one thing, maybe I should check it out. And now I can see who actually recommended it, where I learned about it. So this is just a way to start thinking in a collection. What do you want to gather? And maybe I want to do a simple rating where I have a select and this will be called rating. For options, I have a little shortcut, but let's say you have, you can put emojis in here. This is my little keyboard shortcut. And then I can do it again. <laughs> All the pressure to do this right. So we've got, you see what I'm doing. That's exactly the idea. <laughs> is that I am creating some star statuses. It could look pretty, it doesn't have to be. So that's how I make my options. So then if I say, you know, profit first, I highly recommend to a lot of people. So that's my rating, free to focus, excellent book, not everyone has to read it, etc. So you can start to have ratings and you could also maybe just have a text field where you say quick summary. And there you go, you can say what it's about. So that would be an example. You could see how quickly you can start to build a database. And it can go from really simple like this. There are no relations. There's no formula. It's just tracking something in your life. And then you can go extremely nerdy. And this is where I asked Doc in advance if he wants to see the super nerdy thing. I don't know if you want to show it or how we're doing for time. But also, we yeah, do have questions. Lord, man, this is so good. I'm, I'm ready. This is what I'm waiting for because this is honestly my secret favorite thing. Um, here's a quick question from yeah. John Michael. John Michael wants to know when building a database, do you write down the properties you want to track on paper, whiteboard, et cetera, or just or as you build a database? I do it on the fly because I don't know what I want to know until I know I want to know it. <laughs> I don't really make any sense. It's a combo, actually. So some, if I'm trying to plan a few different databases at once, I will often just start with a, a fresh page and say, what are the databases I need? And then I'll start to kind of brainstorm what do I want to have in there? And I'll just put it in a little text list. 
Other times I will just start to create on the fly. Like Doc said, as I need it, I'll add it. I would also say, don't, don't worry about perfection right off the bat. Do give it some thought because if you start to add a lot and then you have to go back and update all of those, there are quick ways to batch it. But really, I try to put enough thought into it where you can imagine what you're going to need. So you start collecting it as you start to fill up the database. But at the end of the day, you can always add it if you realize you need it. Ooh, and you just gave me another idea having nothing to absolutely do with Notion. However, I am I have Text Expander. And yeah. so now you just made me think that if I put exclamation point five boshi, four boshi, three boshi, two boshi, one boshi, that will give me my ratings. Because oh, yeah. Hoshi is a Japanese word for star, but when you're saying it in the counting format, you switch the first letter to boshi. So you guys remember a truck called Isusu? Isusu is five and Boshi is stars. So they named the truck five stars. Isusu oh. Boshi. So we just called it Isusu. Or uh, everybody knows Mitsubishi. Bishi is a diamond. Mitsu, three. Mitsubishi. Oh, three diamonds. Three di- Damn. Okay. I'm seeing a call for super nerdy in the <laughs> chat. So I'm going to show something that I haven't. I've showed this to a few people, but I haven't really. <laughs> I would go and show it on a stream or in public. So here we go. I'm going to. I'm going to have a fangirl moment. Okay, for Game of Thrones fans. Oh, this yes, this is my page, World of Ice and Fire. And I, yes, have multiple. These are all databases and mostly book based. <laughs> but we have characters, houses, kingdoms, milestones, marriages, years, weapons, dragons. And this is actually quite intricate, meaning a lot of relations between these. So let's look at the characters. And this is chronological. There are no spoilers on this view right now, because if you are watching the most recent show, this all happens before the show starts. But you can see I've got the name, uh, if they're known as something else, like Megor the Cruel, Aegon the Uncrowned. I've got the house. So this is actually related to a the houses database. So you can see the different houses. I can see who their parents are. So this is a relation in the same table. This is, connects to the year. Conquest after conquest. Come on, girl. Come this, on. This is uh, who they're married to. Some have had a few. And then if they ever ascended to the throne, then they have a coronation. And if we keep going, I've got a formula here that shows the coronation age, how old they were when they ascended their children. And I've got when they died, their marriages, which is actually a marriages database, which I will show you because it's pretty cool. And then I have some descriptions, milestones, fathered by, I've got illegitimate child weapon. And so this is, if you didn't know I was a nerd, now you know. Uh, so if we, if we uh, take a look, on. let's take a look at, I don't want to, yeah, Jaharis, Jaharis, oh, just those names. So if Jaharis. we take a look here, we can see all the children. These, these two had a lot of children and we can see which dragon. Also, we can see a description of Vermithor. It was bronze and tan. <laughs> uh, the weapon, which is Valerian steel. And also the hand to the king. These were the different hands that served. And 
Let's take a look at marriage though. So I'm going to click on auto high tower. Oh, see this is why this is good. So let's take a look at a marriage page. This is Alyssa and Anus. <laughs> yep. Targaryen. And oh wait, this was, yeah, this is not the marriage I was looking for, but this will work. And so we've got whether or not the marriage was annulled and which which characters there were what year they got married and then their children and so you can see the children here so this is a linked table so this is the characters table on the marriages page so we're in the marriages database we're looking at this marriage i'm not going to say the names again and on the page we have a linked view of children and it's filtered so that i only see where if the parents contain these two then i can see the children and I can see all of the children here in the marriage. So that's an example there. If we go back to the marriages database, if we look at this one, Allison, Allison and Jaharius, we can see they had a bunch of children the years they were born. Uh, oh, there might be a little spoiler there. So I'm going to maybe not show that so much. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I said I was going to get nerdy. So it's not done. Yo, well, with the way George works, is never done. <laughs> okay, that is so freaking good. Oh my god, like that is so good. I have been wanting to go back and pick up the beginning again. Now I've read almost all of the books, but not all of the books. And then I've I've seen every show, but I scraped this from the website, the HBO website. <laughs> So I have, I can look by season, I can see the titles and I can see who wrote it, the original air date uh, and then the description. And I do have pictures for this one too. So if I open it, I added a little cover photo for each one. So if we were to look at this in gallery, so let's just duplicate this and we'll do a gallery layout. So it's more visual. And I'm going to say the card preview is going to be the cover. And then I can see a little episode show. And then if I want to add some properties here, I can say, who was this directed by? What season was this written by? And I can maybe change it. So I've got season, directed, written. So yeah, you can do stuff like that. Yeah, oh, one of these is missing. But yeah. So good. Yeah. I don't know if I have a problem, but <laughs> it helps. <laughs> If you have something you're really nerdy about, then just put it in Notion. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. Like, yeah, that is amazing. Next time I see Jason at the grocery store, I'm going to tell him that my friend Kat made a whole database about you. <laughs> <laughs> He's in like, what, five episodes, maybe 10 total. But yeah, that is so good. Holy yeah. crap, Kat. Well, gang, now you know that. If you want to notion yourself out, you can go psycho. <laughs> deep. I like to I just call it deep. Just you can go, you can go deep if you want, but you don't have to. And that's the other thing I know that I someone, you know, can make your brain spin. The idea of showing that was not to make it look like this is so complicated. The books example, really simple. You can organize your content, you can organize your tech. But if you really do want to get nerdy with it, then you can not only about topic, but how you actually construct your databases, et cetera. And here's something that's really cool about the books thing. It's a good example because it is a very simple one to start with. Again, people, it could be something else. You can, it doesn't have to be your books. Like if I was to sit down and put in my albums, 
back before I decided to get rid of them all, that would have taken me a year. Because, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just as a DJ, I collected tons of them. You know, but back in the day when I first started categorizing these things, they came out with something called the CAT scanner. Really funny. It was a little plastic cat with a Bluetooth and you could just beep stuff and it would pull the Grace Notes database to try to get as much info as possible. But then you would add your own. The cool thing about the books database to me is the way Notion works. And I'm probably going to say this wrong, but when you were to click on, say, the one thing, it actually opens up a record page. Mm-hmm. On that record page, I could put in the quotes that mean something to me. And this is where we're sort of mixing a couple systems, right? The Zetokaisa system says when you hear about something or read about something in the book, don't just put the, the copy the quote, right? So don't just copy the quote, it's not destination, it's a journey, and put Emerson. Well, because first of all, he stole it from Japanese, so we won't get into that right now. You put, what does that mean to you? And it's more likely to stick in your dome, yeah. right? Like if you really write down the part about that quote and what it means to you and like, what does it means to uh, Shime? <laughs> we won't get into that again. Sorry. <laughs> Tony Kaku, so if you write down what it means to you, you will remember it so much better, including the only thing I could ever remember about that quote is the dude stole it from Japan and everybody quotes it as he said it and he didn't. It actually comes from way before this country or any other European country was born. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I think it's amazing. And to me, that's the part that both is what leads to trepidation, but also lets me see the possibility. Absolutely. You crushed it. Okay, podcasters, I hope you guys got something out of that. I think it's really cool. And if nothing more than making your guest checklist so that you can look better, sound better, start there. Start with something simple. I would definitely say, I remember to grab the link for cat's free download of the gear situation it's worth keeping track of i'm i'm finding stuff i need to sell right i'm really glad you brought up checklist because that's a really simple example i do have a pre-live checklist you can have a checklist just and it can literally remind you do not disturb mode turn on this turn off that set the recording that just having a cheat sheet that's something you can absolutely use and leverage so you don't have to keep remembering every single time. So just let yep. it remember for you. And you know, we did it as a PDF, but in a way, I think it's better as a notion because you could add the things. As a PDF, you feel like you can't edit it. It's a PDF, dude. It's, it's, it's not locked. You can edit it. Mm-hmm. But I feel that people wouldn't realize that they're going to add what it means to them. So for you, your do not disturb is not just check your computer and your phone, but hang the little thing on the door so you don't have to slap no children or Put the dog in a different room with his favorite toy or do something to your lock. Like for me, I just press a button, the front door locks, you know, smart home type thing. But you might add that to your list. So it's actually better than a standard PDF because you could put the ancillary task that goes to it and then make sure you just turn them all green and then go live. Yeah. So gangster. Man, cat, this is cool. When, when is the next time we're going to conference? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, I'm going to Ecamm Creators Camp. So oh, I, will, right. I will see you in October. Sure. Yes. And oh, we're getting Jill. We're doing karaoke for sure. 
So good. I come from a land down under. I'm practicing. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I will do my Colin Hay right now. There might be Australians in the chat. <laughs> Again, that wraps up another episode of The Flow. We're going to drop the Q&A real quick to catch up with the people in our audience just to make sure we didn't miss anything. So remember, we do these live recordings every Tuesday. So you come by. And if you want to lock yourself in, go to flow.ecam.com. That's where you get in. And that's how you find everything that we're doing live every Tuesday. And we publish right after that the next Tuesday. This and every show is sponsored by Descript. We love them. We couldn't do our show without them. They're very important to us. I think you should check it out. You should go to Descript.com and tell them that Ecamm sent you. Now, we're going to jump into our Q&A session real quick. Make sure you come by live if you want to be a part of this. And we'll see you again next week. Flowriders, out.